So we'll start with the Nokar Mantra. Om Namo Arihantanam Om Namo Sitanam Om Namo Ayariyanam Om Namo Achayanam Namo Loe Savasahunam Eso Panchanamokaro Sauvapavapanasano Mangalamancha salvation, Paramam Havay Mangalam, Paramam Havay Mangalam. Hey, come on in. So last week we each decided that we would make a commitment to getting rid of anger, ego, deceit, and greed in our life. So that is chapter 8. We talk about the four virtues. Forgiveness, humility, straightforwardness, and contentment. <clears throat> Obviously, you guys are all very high-character people. So it's true you don't have these passions as much as other people. But I'd like to take class today to think about subtle ways you might be overlooking these passions in your own life. And discuss how we can root them out. Because, as you know, I am interested in getting you guys to think about Jainism once we leave the four walls of this classroom, which is immensely hard. It's easy to do it here, but it's very hard to do in your own life. So let's start uh, with ego, because we beat anger to death, right? So let's start with ego, and if we have time, uh, we'll come back to anger. So there are eight types of ego. Pride of knowledge, that means you're very proud of how much you know, especially how much you know about Jainism, because Jainism is the truth, right? So we should spend our time knowing the truth. Pride of worship, that is, <clears throat> uh, this is about fame. This is not about you worshiping things. This is about other people worshiping you. When you get fame and notoriety all over the world, uh, and that could be for religious reasons or it could be for other reasons. Okay, that's a pride of worship. Pride of family. Uh, if somebody in your family is a, in a high government position or is a noble or is a, in a high in society, that's pride of family. Pride of race. Suppose one's ancestors are of a high and noble family just like previously to family. Uh, then that's pride of race. Pride of power, if you're full of youth, if you're strong, if you have muscles, if you cultivate a grand eloquence that pleases many, if you have the ability to control people, that's pride of power. Pride of accomplishment, whatever uh, you accomplish in your professional life, in sports, in your personal life, it's pride of accomplishment. Pride of austerity, we do certain things, our life is supposed to be focused on Samvara and Nirdra, and it's easy if you define your life by that, and you should, it's easy to be proud of that. It's easy to be proud of the things that you do and that you do well. That's pride of austerity. And pride of body. If you're very pleasing to the eyes, if you're very handsome, um, if you are well-proportionate and beautiful, and you're proud of that, that's pride of body. So how do we 
overcome these things, we overcome these things by vine, or humility. Humility is external and internal respect toward all living beings. Now, that may seem weird at first because we just talk about pride. So what is respect? If I respect somebody, how does that have to do with pride? Well, you respect people enough not to think you're better than them. You respect animals and plants enough not to think you're better than them because they have a soul just like you do. So uh, ways we can promote humility, how, how can we get humility? Well, there are different types of humility. And of course, you'll know that they're the opposite of what we just talked about. There's the humility of right knowledge. Okay, so you have the right knowledge. Now you use it correctly. And that instead of being proud of that knowledge, you focus on using that knowledge correctly. Humility of right belief. That means you have respect for other people who have the right faith and you have respect for people who have the wrong faith and you hope that they get on the right track. Because you were once that person, right? <laughs> humility of right conduct. Humility of right austerity. And humility towards spiritual leaders and great people. These are the weapons that you can use to battle ego. Now, I thought that, at first I thought that we were going to go around the room and we were going to <clears throat> talk about how, you know, ego, deceit, and greed applies to your life. And I thought that we could uh, help each other out and maybe get some ideas on how to combat that. But I soon realized it's going to be very hard. Like, you can't think of it in 10 minutes or in 5 minutes when we go around the You're not going to be able to think of it for a couple of reasons. First, it's very hard to admit it of yourself. It's very hard to look inward and say, I have this problem, and here is, and I need help, and I'm open to help from other people. It's not going to happen here, I'm sorry. Um, and second, um, in addition to that, um, it's going to be tough to admit to yourself that you need to change because you all are high character people, okay? So it's easy to look at, we always train to look at the good, right? So it's easy to look at the good in your life and say, hey, listen, all these other people that I see all around the world, you know, they smoke, they drink, they cheat on each other. I'm not like that, you know, so I'm doing good. But I know that you're better than other people as far as being on the right path and walking on the right path. But I still challenge you to better yourself and don't compare yourself to other people because you are better than other people. You do have less anger, less ego, less deceit, and less greed than other people. But challenge yourself to be better than you were yesterday, not compared to other people because then you won't keep walking along the path. And that's why I don't think that it will be helpful uh, to go around the room. Definitely, if you do have something you want to talk about in your own life, uh, we're very welcome to that. Uh, <clears throat> so I will start. So I will use myself as a guinea pig, and if you guys decide you want to join in, you can. So how do I have ego? So, hey, come on in. We're talking about um, how we can get rid of anger, ego, deceit, and greed in our own life. 
and we made a commitment to that last time. So I do work, you know, when I do work, I do it competently and I do it thoroughly. And if I see that I can't do it that way, then I say no to the work. Uh, especially if it's not in my professional life, if somebody asks me to volunteer for something, if I have enough time to commit to doing a thorough job, then I do it. And I'm proud of that, okay? And I'm proud of being a dependable person, a person who uh, does what he says and says what he does. And I'm proud of doing a good job when I turn in something to a superior. I know that it's going to be good work and I think that my job depends on that. So how is that wrong? How is that an ego that I need to get rid of? If you're proud of being that kind of a person, right. then it could be a form of ego, right? Because then you start thinking that, yes, I, I am a perfectionist or I, I do things diligently and I'm dependable. So that ego should not come. I mean, you can... So you just said what I said, but I'm asking you, how is it wrong? I agree that it's a form of ego, but why is it wrong? set the expectations with the other person uh -huh. and then if they don't see that as a good work which you have done then you would say oh I don't agree with that and that's right, right? and that leads to that leads to anger it could lead to anger that's exactly right if I turn into a report to a superior and I have that now I, I, we're talking about me personally I'm open to constructive criticism I've had work returned and everything's wrong and all that when the email comes back and I open the document that I wrote and I see all these red lines and changes, for a moment, it doesn't last five minutes, but for a moment I resist it, right? Even though I know I should be open to constructive criticism. And for a moment I get angry like, what is this guy, what are these red lines doing? I'm going to have to reject all these red lines or whatever, you know. He doesn't know what I'm talking about or he didn't know the time I looked into it. And I'm not saying it happens for five minutes, I'm saying it happens for a moment, right when I open it. And then, you know, sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong. Um, and sometimes I have to redo someone else's mistakes that I, they entered into the, my perfect document that I had, right? And sometimes they don't, and I'm open to that. But for a moment, I open myself up to feeling that anger when I shouldn't have had to. Hi. Hi. Come on in. And, and that's why it's wrong, okay? That's why, because I'm opening myself up to anger needlessly. And that's what we're talking about. You guys are all high character people. You know what's right and wrong. But even for that moment, if I open myself up to anger, that's wrong and that's what I need to work on. Questions or comments? There was a chance that you could get angry, but you realized and you didn't. So is that wrong? Yeah, I'm trying to eliminate the chances, yeah, the chances that I get angry. <laughs> that's what. That's how hard it is for you guys to try to. Because I know it's. I know you guys are good people, and I know that when you say, "Well, I don't have this in my life," you don't have it in your life compared to other people. But compared to yourself yesterday, you do need to work on these things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could relate 
this too an incident on Friday morning when I was uh-huh. in a conference call with the entire team. Yeah. And, and and I could not control myself. I was expecting something. Right. And then I I went for a ride. I mean, then I realized after some time I shouldn't have probably done that. <laughs> it, it was too rude and harsh to to you know give that dose. Right. To to the team. Yeah, now that I, I see this, it makes me realize that sometimes you just have to take a deep breath and then calm down and not utter everything. But then the question comes, what if it is in your mind and not coming out? Right. Where do so you offload that? You keep that, it's sometimes basically it's bottled up and then it, it comes just out comes out maybe on your family. It depends uh, if, if you come back home and somebody like your son is doing something, then it comes out. But then how do you make sure, first, it doesn't, the anger, the anger doesn't come at the first place. And if it comes, of course, you don't have to tell to the other person, but then you cannot also put it to the third party, right? Right. So, so. Right. So a couple of great questions. Um, what, you have it in your mind and you don't express it. That's the subtleness that we're talking about. We want to eliminate it from your mind. We all know we're not supposed to express it, and we all don't because we're all good people. But we're trying to eliminate it from your mind. And what do you do when it comes to your mind? Well, that's when you um, work on contemplation of these things that we talk about in the book, about how life is transitory and how these people are suffering their karma and you're suffering your karma and you learn about all these things and you'll see that that anger dissipates in your mind. Uh, thanks for coming. Today we're talking about anger, ego, deceit and greed. Uh, we made a commitment last week to get rid of it from our life and it's going to be very hard for you to find it in your life because I know you're all good people. But that doesn't mean that you don't try um, and that doesn't mean that that you don't be affected in very, very subtle ways by anger, ego, deceit, and greed. Uh, so let's talk about deceit. So I put my best foot forward at work and I market myself at work uh, because, and anybody who works as, at a big company knows that unfortunately merit is tangential to success like it has something to do with success but not everything to do with success and I wouldn't even say you know over 50% has to do with success success at the company has to do with you know knowing the right people shaking the right hands marketing yourself things like that so I know that right so I put my best foot forward at work but how is that wrong to get something right Right. in return. Right, but that we all do that exchange, right? We're working to earn a living, right? So there is that expectation built in to the the contract, right? One is expectable, one is to do the marketing and extra stuff to get to that level. So you can perform, but then doing other extra activities. But I know I have to do those things to be successful at work. Do you agree or do you think that I don't? 
you think that I just have to do good work and that's all that's needed. Well, that's, that's not true. We all know that, as you're saying. Right. You have to do the other five things to get yourself... To get yourself noticed at work, to be successful at work, right? Yeah. I disagree with that. I okay. think if you do the right thing uh, and your time is right, you'll get it. I mean, okay. You just... Those things are not in your control. When it has to happen, it will happen. Mm -hmm. You just do your good work and don't expect. I mean, it's pretty idealistic, mm -hmm. but it's... I think I believe in that because I don't follow it 100%, but I still feel that it's you do, do your job as diligently as possible and leave the rest to, uh, to him. To because it's the result of your karma, right? <laughs> right. So, so you know what's surprising is that I'm feeling good, right? Um, because I'm confessing to you all these things about me. And I think that we should do that. You know, I think there's something good to this confessional idea. There's something cathartic. Don't confess to your wives. I don't uh, think you should do that. So we don't have some type of kind of preacher that we can confess to. So all we have is each other, right? So I know that, um, so I, I, I urge you, and it doesn't have to be now, it can be any time, but I urge us to rely on each other, to do that kind of confession, to to see what kind of anger, ego, deceit, and greed you have in your life. And I know you don't have a lot. I know it's subtle because I know you're good people. And I know that compared to other people, you have a lot less. You have a drop in the bucket compared to other people because you're here now. Okay? But that doesn't mean we don't need to work on ourselves. So if uh, that's why I'm not going around the room and asking people for their examples because you're not going to find it in 10 minutes. Uh, you're not going to find it in the five minutes you think about it when it comes to your turn. That's how good people you are. So, so the point you mentioned about doing the five things at work to get what you want. Right. Um, to be a success at work and to get right. noticed for my good for my good work. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> and doing that doesn't guarantee it, though. Correct. Right. It's so, no guarantee, but correct. I try to control the things that are in my control. And doing that self-promotion at work... Correct. And doing that also still, it doesn't guarantee though. Correct. So would you be exposed to anger even more by doing that? Right. And so now we see why these are in the order that they're in. Anger, right. ego, deceit, and greed. Because once you start falling in one, that leads to the ones previously. And the ones at the end deceit and greed are harder to get rid of because you start backsliding into all of these things um, when you don't get rid of them. Okay, <clears throat> let's talk about greed. I went to law school in Chicago and I have a good friend uh, that I'm friends with there. And, you know, we're men, right? So we don't call each other to say, oh, how are you doing or whatever. Um, and just to check up on each other, right? So how we stay in touch is we place football bets, right? It's 15 bucks uh, every week during the football season, right? So 15 bucks is not going to ruin me. I don't, it's not going to ruin my family. I don't care whether I win or lose. It's just I call him and we talk about it, you know? And that's how I stay in touch with him. And, you know, we talk about what's going on in his life or his work. And we talk about what's going on in my life and my work. And we've been doing it for uh, five years now, okay? And it hasn't ruined me. It hasn't escalated 
into more than $15. So don't tell me that that's wrong. Don't tell me it's going to lead to my ruin because it hasn't for five years now. But it allows me an excuse to talk with my friend. Okay? And so we place these football bets. Why is that wrong? I did it today. I got to work on myself, right? But why is that wrong? It's a question of principle, isn't it? If you think gambling is wrong, whether it is 15 bucks or 1,500 bucks, you wouldn't do it, would you? A small, uh, somebody says a white lie versus lying, you just justify to yourself. A bad act is a bad act, if you believe that. Right. If you believe right. gambling is bad. I do believe gambling is bad. And I do it anyway. And I know it's wrong. We all have things we do that we know that are wrong. And that's one of the things that I do. That so I know that's wrong. So you give yourself latitude. Because I excuse myself because I say I'm keeping in touch with my friend. So it is a... So your answer is that even a small wrong is still wrong, right? But why is it wrong? No, I... I'm not claiming that it is wrong. Okay. I'm just saying if you believe uh -huh. that a certain act is wrong. No, I know it's wrong. I think you should think it's wrong, and I want you to tell me why it's wrong. Well, you, you know, it's all in life. It's all a balance about what so, you're No, I, I want you to tell me why gambling is wrong, because I, I, I'm telling you that it's not going to ruin me, and it's not going to so, go further so, than $15. So, question, uh, so $15 doesn't affect anyone, right? But, but during the game, or at the end of the game, do you feel that... I need to win. What, what's your feeling like? No, I've lost. I've won. It's just for me it to keep in touch with my friend. Right? So it, it no, not, it doesn't. So I've win. I've so lose. Why, it doesn't matter. Do the fifteen dollars. <laughs> like you bet. Like you know, we can have a, a wager between us that hey, you know, uh, the Texans are going to win today. Right. Right. There doesn't have to be a financial greed incentive for that, right? Okay. You could do that. You you know, and you could still talk to your friend for that. Right. So your justification of talking to your friend because of a, of a financial thing, sorry about that. Do you bet because you want to win? No, oh, I bet because I want to talk to my friend every week. Okay. And we're interested in football. Yeah. You can talk any risk, right? Without right, I could. Without, this gives him solid reason, that's what <laughs> he's saying. He's allowing him to keep the relationship, which is just yeah, having that call. So then why is it wrong? Yeah, I don't just, think it's wrong. If it's your wrong. intention is not malicious or there's no greed in that, right? Why is it wrong? Here's why it's wrong. You're okay. Developing the ego of knowledge of your football versus his football. Right? I don't care about the football. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, that's, that's the discussion you will so have. Call right? him up right. Sunday evening. Just call your friend about cricket. So here's <laughs> here's why it's wrong. It's oh, it's about the opportunity cost of money. Is that? That, I told you that that $15 doesn't mean anything to me, doesn't mean anything to my family. And so I justify it saying that the relationship is worth more than the $15. But that $15 could be life-changing to somebody. I could take that $15 that I blow and I could donate it to the temple. I could, uh, there are people that I know who could use that $15. I pass them every day on the way to work. They're on the corner, they're looking for money, and they have a sign in their hand, right? So I blow this $15 with my friend, but 
that could be life-changing for somebody else. And it's the same to me. It's the same to me whether I throw it away in the trash, whether I throw it away to my friend, whether I give it to the, a person like that. It's the same. Well, it's not the same. It's not the same as far as my developing these abilities for charity, right? So it's actually better for me to give it to a homeless person, that $15. It's, I'm still out $15. It's still not ruining me. But it's about what else I could use that money for. And certainly the Derasur could use that $15 for whatever they're doing, and I could feel good about that. Um, and I don't, as you guys correctly pointed, I don't need the $15 to keep the relationship with my friend. Uh, you know, maybe I should be better about that, about calling him up just randomly just to say, hello, how are you doing? But I don't do that. So that's the kind of subtlety we're talking about here. And that's what you need to think about in your life. And you know how long it took me to, to think about that? To think about why it was wrong? It took me an hour to try to figure out why that was wrong. It was like, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't know why. And it took me an hour to come up with that theory of why it was wrong. And for you guys, it's going to take some introspection to understand why certain things you do are wrong. Because... We have a million ways to justify things to ourselves, like I did. Um, so now we're going to do uh, an experiment. And <clears throat> we're going to uh, be silent on the experiment. So uh, in order, we're, and I want you to monitor how you're feeling while we do the exercise. So let's take 30 seconds and just tune into your feelings. Uh, tune into how your body feels. Tune in to your mindset to prepare for this exercise. Okay, we're going to be silent for this exercise. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to take out your wallet. Okay, the second thing I want you to do is I want you to open your wallet and take all the cash out inside. And I want you to put that cash in this Bucky's hat as I pass it around. So we're going to be silent for this exercise. <laughs> and we're going to think about how we're feeling. Thank you very much. I have the Bucky's hat. Now, <clears throat> we're going to take one vote to decide what to do with this money. And there's going to be no discussion. And we're going to be silent and we're going to raise our hand or not raise our hand. Okay. Everybody in favor of donating this money to the temple after class, raise your hand. Okay.
Now we're gonna, I'm gonna pass the hat around and you're gonna take your cash back and put it back in your wallet. <laughs> so now I know how much I put in there and I'd be interested to see if it's less or more when I get the hat back. I don't know, I don't really care if it's going to be less or more, but I'm just interested to see whether it's going to be less or more. Okay, so I think we had two votes, right? Out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people. Uh, we had two votes, I believe, to donate the money after class. I see the hat is stuck. Okay, if you, if you want to keep passing, then keep passing it. We'll pass it down. And think about how you're feeling. Okay, so now you don't have to be silent anymore. Comments or questions? How did you feel? Losing the money. Yeah, how did it make you feel? Anybody get mad at me? That's fine, you could get mad at me. Come and take yours. <laughs> I'm going to separate for you. I'll be honest, I was going to donate today anyways, so uh -huh. that's why I raised my hand. That's great, okay. So you feel like you cheated a little bit. A little bit, yes. <laughs> You were going to donate the entire contents of your wallet? Yeah, I mean, which one? Whatever I had. Whatever you had, that's great. That's great, Nero. Which one? The hundred. Oh. <laughs> 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 what are the twenty dollars? Five. Yeah, the five dollars. That one's five one. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, I, thought, I thought it was confusing. I was uh -huh. like, how is he going to figure out who put in how much and how do you give it back? If you why know. did you think that I would care about any of that? I don't <laughs> care if you get the right or wrong amount back. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I asked, if you were going to, if you were going to give it back, or if you were asking people to take it back, <laughs> how, how, how people going to figure it out? <laughs> but we did finally. I mean, I got what I had. How did anybody else feel about this exercise? How did you feel when you put your money into yeah, the hat? The realistic feeling is like, I want to get my money whatever I put in, right? So that was the initial feeling I got. Right? I should know exactly what I'm putting in, so then I can get it back. Right. Because I didn't tell you what it was for, right? When I passed the hat around. I only told you when I... How did you feel when I told you we were going to donate it on a vote? So how much did I get back? One dollar. <laughs> 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 we donated the rest, huh? Is this anyone else's? No. Everyone got everything? I think so. Yeah, but I'll keep whatever it is. I think this is his. 110, 110 you, you, know, you know what, how much was yours, right? So I do, I prepared for this exercise. I'm just interested to see whether it's more or less when you give it back to me. I don't care. Right, right, you don't. Just, it's an interesting part of the exercise. He cared for you, right? 113. So that's more. 
That's more than yeah, I, I put in. So then you deduct what you entered, and then yeah. he doesn't so know how much. He doesn't know how much he's put in, right? No, he does. Okay. So that's the game he's saying. He wants to know if he more or less if he's gonna get back what he put in. But he, if he knows them, why? Well, yeah, yeah. He yeah. What's the answer? The answer is yes. If he knows, I don't think he knows, but I. There's no because right or wrong answer. It's only about how you feel during the exercise. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah, I would say you take it whatever is yours and I'll take the remaining. I am not taking whatever's mine. I am taking that much. Can may I have the hat? Huh? <laughs> how are you feeling that you're losing your hat? <laughs> <laughs> if you would like the that hat, you would keep it. Yeah. You're gonna have to go to Bucky's, right? How did you feel when you put the money in the hat? But really, I was uh, quite, quite curious. What, how is it? What is? What is the game? The right. What is? What is going to happen? Right. First feeling came. How will you, you segregate? How will you segregate <laughs> afterwards? That was the first feeling. And if we had decided to donate, I would have donated it. Okay. I would not have given it back to you. How do you feel about that? If I would raise my hand, then I would have. Feel what if you didn't raise your hand? Well, in that case, that would be not right. 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 And that's like forcing people to do things that you believe is right. Now we uh -huh. could vote. It was, but it was a majority. People, if it was majority, but that's that was a rule decided so before. So donation is not through no, voting, right? No, <laughs> donation is not through voting, right? Howdy. <laughs> How do you feel when you received your money back? Well, actually, I was, I, I, was, I was concerned if I'm taking the right amount that I put in or not. That, that right. was true. Yeah. Right. That's so right. Yeah, I didn't, tell you to, I didn't tell you to count it before yeah. you put your money in that. That's true. I purposely didn't tell you. How do you think that relates to what we talked about today? Having a pride of your belonging. Uh, pride of the things that you have that not expecting to lose some part of greed. You want something back for it. Some part of deceit because you're not sure if you took someone else's money. I didn't tell you what the money was going to be used for. Right. You know. Uh, not sure about the ego part. Maybe someone felt angry that they had to take out their wallet and put everything of their I'm not sure where the ego part comes in. So, I feel good. Um, I confess to you a bunch of things that are going wrong in my life. Does anybody want to do the same? I guarantee you'll feel better. So oh, I, I said we're going to go back to anger, right? If we had time. Anger is easy, okay? It's, it's the kids. Um, and I know, we've talked about anger for so long in this class, and I know that I'm getting angry at myself, and I know that anger is caused by the mismatch between expectations and reality. But you know what I didn't know, what I realized just now, not just now, just on the way here, is that I know they're kids, so why should I get angry at them? Because I know what they're capable of. I do everything for them, and here's why is that they are fooling me by raising my expectations of them because I love and trust them. 
they are saying, Daddy, I'm a big girl. I can drink with an open top glass. Okay? And so I love and trust them. So I say, great, I'm so glad you've reached this developmental milestone. Here you go. And they spill the orange juice all over their dress and I have to change their clothes and do it anyway. And I get mad. But I'm like, why did I get mad? I knew that was going to happen. I get mad because they are changing my expectations. I have zero expectations of them. I know that they're kids. So I'm still getting mad because they are manipulating my own expectations to be higher than they are because I love and trust them. That is a mistake. Why do you think that's a mistake? I mean, I can relate to that completely yeah. because when, I, when I'm not at home and my wife tells me that I mean, my son behaved well, he was all good, and then when I come back, he starts acting because he, he <laughs> thinks that I love and trust him more, and exactly the same thing, right? But why is that wrong? Why, do you why is it wrong? That's what I'm telling you. That's what we've been talking about this whole thing. Wrong on our part or their part? Wrong. It's always my fault. I'm the one getting angry, so I'm the one in the wrong. Why is it wrong? Expectations? I mean, it's all boils down to expectations, right? Because I'm getting angry because I'm expecting them to now behave at that level or perform at that level because uh -huh. they've already set that expectation with me. This one's the easiest. I mean, it's wrong because I am doing damage to the relationship with my children by getting angry at them, right? This one's the easiest. You don't have to think that hard about, about why this one is wrong because the violation is so gross. It's not like subtle. What is subtle is why they're, how they can manipulate me when I know I have to keep my expectations in check. That's the subtle part is I am allowing them to create a false worldview that I then subscribe to, that I then get angry about because it's not true. Is that they are complicit in this whole messed up situation. <laughs> so, so that was an easy one. So that was anger. Um, so does anybody want to examine their own life and let us help you to try to figure out how to root out that part of your life? And I know it's not a big thing. I know it's subtle because I know you guys are high character guys. And I know you can't talk about this with your wife. You can't talk about it with your kids. We don't have a confessional type deal here where it helps to talk about it. All we have is each other. So if you want to talk, then let's talk. So the, the thought you mentioned about keeping touch with your friend, right. you spend $15, you spend some time every week, and you talk to them. Right. On the flip side, what if you do want and you don't spend enough time? You know, in other words, you have a long distance. I have a lot of friends in India and I've right. not been in touch. Right. Um, whenever they need something, obviously we call and we talk and all that, but it's always a guilty at that time say hey mm -hmm. six months passed no call yeah. and now you're picking up the call to, to need something, something right? right so how can we help Bhavan stay in touch with his friends and family when there's no business to be done we can set a reminder you know every week you know you can carve out some time and bring your family into it if you want to FaceTime with another family for half an hour on Sunday night because nobody's doing anything on Sunday night. What else? I don't know, reach out to two friends a week that you haven't, you know. They, they appreciate that, you know. I, I do that. I, now that I 
nothing to do. I find things like that to do. You know, I just <laughs> reach out to people I haven't seen in like four years. You know, yeah. yeah, no, I, I reach, I find them on LinkedIn or whatever, and I see they're successful doing something. I call them and congratulate them rather than posting something, right? You know, and catch up that hey, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. Um, there are lots of other ways to do it. You don't have to call someone to talk to them. You could also, you know, communicate via WhatsApp and. Yeah, I mean, we are in touch like that. Right. It's just that you feel, at time, you feel like, yes, you could do something better. Um, you know, their kids' achievements, you know, there yeah, yeah. a lot of things that happens that you're not part of their daily life, what you used to be. Um, but it's just that it's not a regular. Obviously, I can do that. The timer is the reminder. <coughs> yeah, set an email uh, reminder once a week. Something, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, pick pick two or three friends that you want to reach out to that you haven't, you know? And once you once you reach out to someone, you'll remember someone else on top of that. It's like, oh, what's that guy right, doing? Do you right, set right. an expectation for them to do this reciprocal, do the same to you? Why do you expect something? No, I'm just asking. No, I'm I'm just, like, why would you I'll tell you, that's one of the deepest, um, deepest concepts that we have is this concept of reciprocity. Right. Because of, of, you know, when we were living in a jungle and people gave us food, then we would, everybody in the tribe would mentally keep track that, oh, you owe him something now. And that is, uh, a lot of people exploit it for good and for bad. Uh, charities exploit it. They do something for, you know, when you get stamps in the mail and then they ask you to, you know, send a check, you know, well, you got something, so you feel obligated to do something. So that is one of the deepest desires that we have is this reciprocity thing. And when people don't, we get hurt, right? right? If I'm calling you once a week and then a week goes by and you didn't call me and then two weeks goes by and you still didn't call me, then I'm putting all the effort into this relationship for nothing, you know? So that is, that is something that's very deep in our brain. Um, and what you have to do is let it go. It's so hard. Uh, you have to say, oh, I invited you for this and you didn't invite me for your son's wedding and you got to let it go. And it's so hard to let it go because it's literally hardwired into your brain. And you got to let it go by reading the book. <laughs> and then maybe you, to yourself, then that Sunday you call somebody else. You know, you have a bunch of people to call and not enough time to keep track of everybody, right? And then, and then maybe you see that, oh, some people are calling you or some people are, and then you keep in touch with them and then, you know, and then maybe once a month and you try that other friend that didn't ever call you back or something like that. So, I, mean, I have a friend that I've known for maybe 20 years and due to his, not, not to make excuses for him, but due to his, where he lives and how he lives his life, he calls me once a year on Diwali. I'm assured that on Diwali he'll call me. And not only that, but he'll call seven of our other friends. And we have this sure. running joke that, hey, it's Diwali today, right? Yeah. You know, Not because it's Diwali, but because we know he that this one friend is gonna call yeah. us, right? But the whole fact that he still makes that effort years later, sure. even on that one day, is worth something, right? That doesn't mean that we don't call him anytime during the year. Sure, sure. You but will you, will you feel bad if, say, on one Diwali, he doesn't he call? Doesn't call? No, but I would call him that day like, hey, what's wrong? <laughs> you know? Is Did everything you die? Yeah, is everything okay? Is everything okay at home or what's going on, right? You know, because someone that does something regularly, you know, we always doubt that, hey, is it us or is it something else, right? Comments or questions on any of what we talked about today? So, whatever we spoke in the last couple of classes or started with anger, so the gist of that, can it be uh, like squeezed into a phrase that 
whatever happens happens for good whatever happens happens because of your karma right but good and bad have nothing happens to do with for it. good can we say that so if we, if we what i felt like i contemplated some of your like whatever discussions we were doing great and i thought that if i start realizing that everything happens for good then i'll stop getting angry or right. stop getting setting expectations to certain things right and right you'll stop controlling the things you can't and you'll stop worrying about the things that you can control but you've done enough yeah. and your life will be better have you have you experienced your life even being better in the last couple of weeks because you're thinking about this or no i do i mean i do i I'm that's great. Getting angry at my kids much less now. I mean, I'm that's great. Doing it, but then I'm it's all worth it. Then <laughs> are they getting angry at you? Though? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they always get angry, but I'm kind of controlling my because they are kids. I know that. Right. Uh, I feel that they they expect a certain response <laughs> when exactly. they do something, and when I they don't that, get that yeah. response. They get more agitated about right. not getting that response that you're used to giving me this response. When so. you cross that phase, then that thing will start getting into their minds as well, and they start to behave as well. Because just don't respond. I mean, do the way it has to be done. Because uh, I always felt when you reciprocate or when you respond, mm -hmm. that that starts to elevate that that uh, whatever friction starts to elevate and right. it keeps increasing. Right. Right. So I'm so happy that you found some that you found that your life is becoming better because that will uh, make you try to look into these things more. No, I was going to say I'm sorry. I deeply disagree with that notion of whatever happens happens for good. Mm -hmm. um, at small level, yeah, it helps you, you know. But you know, you think about Harvey, you think about natural disasters, and people die, mm -hmm. people suffer. How can that be good? There has to be something good in that. I don't know. Do you tell me what's good about? I mean, that? I don't know. I see. I don't know the answer. I'm just. I asked this question. I if, can we phrase all these things, whatever we discussed, into this one small phrase that everything right. happens for good? Right. I understand. But I'm saying those are just natural disasters. Think about genocides. Think about all the atrocities people commit, right. knowingly, yeah. deliberately. Yeah. I don't know. Can that be good? That's why I disagreed. I said, whatever happens, happens because of karma. Right, and I, I actually like what you said. Yeah. It's not good or bad. It it, is yeah, it is. you only know it much, much later is. about but good it, and bad, and sometimes you don't know at all. But it's for you to feel relaxed about it, or maybe not uh, react to it when you think that it hap whatever happens, it's okay, it's good. I mean, maybe of course it's time. because of your karma. Maybe it was my time. Maybe it's somebody else's time because they had, their karma was still that time only, or like with this form. So, just it's. I think he's also right that everything happens is because of your karma, and it's okay. No, I I I get the karma part. It happened because of the karma, but I don't know if it is necessarily good. Good or bad is relative, right? It's the way you see it. I said good because then you'll feel relaxed about it. Then you'll not feel agitated about it. Then you'll say, okay, yeah, it happened because it was his or her karma. It happened. It was my karma. It happened to me. Yeah. I can't do anything about it. But then that raises a question: How would you change if something's wrong happening? 
if you don't realize that oh I this is something which is wrong and I know I'm contradicting myself here but if you know something's happening some bad thing is happening out there and you want to change that how do you change that if you think everything is happening for good yeah. so you change it because this is uh, can you tell us what you said last time um, we, when we were talking about well you can be doing good and that will allow other people to do good as well yeah I don't remember exact context in which I said right. but I think uh, I think my point was that uh, the four virtues that we talked about right when you do one thing and in the journey of doing that you will affect positively the other virtues right, right. and you will along the way help others also mm -hmm. right so I think that was the context where where you're trying to do one good you are affecting positively to other right. things other virtues other people I think that was the in general right. what I remember the class was triggered because I said Jainism was a selfish religion and we realized we came to the conclusion that that was the wrong word and that's what he's talking about is, is that when you live this life then that itself will be by example how you change other people and how you change the world is by changing yourself first yeah I, I think the point was yes exactly the selfish yeah and, and that was, was the wrong word yeah, yeah and, and we said it's not selfish while while doing good for our soul will positively affect others yeah. so it's not necessarily just for myself but create that positive energy or atmosphere for others I think that's what you're saying so the last thing your takeaway when you're driving home or if you're driving to work I do all my thinking while I'm driving um, is to try to think about the subtle ways that this affects you because I know that you're good people and I know that you're better than other people as far as walking along this path and to try to think honestly about how this affects you, and I think that you'll be rewarded. Thanks so much for coming today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.